Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have AP18. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. This is the Wednesday Comics Forecast. My name is Marvin. Just uh, telling you the comic book's coming off from November 7th, 2018. That's the first Wednesday in November. And here we go. First with Image Comics Blackbird number two. This is Sam Humphreys and Jen Bartell. Uh, Gary, you getting Blackbird right? How is it so far? Uh, I actually read issue one. So you have to go to Alex on that one. Alex, you read issue one? I did read issue one. Um, it's, it's good. Like The art is really, really strong. Uh, the story was a little, I don't want to say lackluster, but it's it's... It wasn't as exciting for me as I had hoped. Like it has really interesting things, but you get kind of thrown into a disaster. And our main character is—I, she believes in witches. She believes in supernatural things. And then at the end of the issue, you kind of find out other stuff. I mean, it's good. Um, and I will get issue two. I'll probably get issue three. I think this is a book that I need to give it the arc to find out how strong it's going to be. Because I know you guys swear up and down that Sam Humphreys is a great writer. And to know that this is his book makes me excited. So it's good. I'm just not sure what I'm getting into quite yet. But that art alone, though, that art is pretty spectacular. It is. It is. That art is really strong. Bully Wars number three. This is Scotty Young and Aaron Conley. Uh, Garrett, you cut up on Bully Wars? Yep, sure am. How's it going so far? Um, It's really fun. I mean it takes the concept of bullying and turns it into like legitly a sport. And so it's a middle school bully that bullied this group of kids. He ends up teaming up with these kids to fight the high school bullies. So that's kind of the concept. And it's like, they're all training for these bully wars where you do these. We don't exactly know what the bully wars are yet, but it's getting exciting to figure out what it could potentially be. It, it sounds like what um, Monsters University, where you have to do these scare games. And so they're doing all these other... I mean, yeah, you're right. We don't know the specifics yet, but we get introduced to these other bullies from the school or even other schools that are going up against each other, and they all have this specialty. So it, it's really exciting. And I think, Marvin, I think you would enjoy this book. I will see. I'll catch up. I'll put it on the list. Um, Dead Rabbit number two. This is Jerry Dugan and John McCree uh, with his wife's medical bills piling up. Martin Dobbs is forced back into his dead rabbit mask. Rabbit loves to do crimes and get paid. And the first step to financial solvency is getting his crew back together. Rabbit's wheel man makes a costly mistake and the job doesn't go quite as planned. In the mirror of a real life incident that nearly killed off the writer in Boston in 1994, whatever doesn't kill you makes you money is what I always say. Uh, Garrett, how's Dead Rabbit so far? It's another one that I haven't read. Issue one. I don't think Alex has either, but it looks good. Uh, it's next in my stack, but uh, yeah, I'm planning on catching up a lot more than I am, but I'm like when like really far behind, so yeah, I've not read it yet. To be fair, I am behind. I don't even own issue one yet, so I, I would have read it before this so I could talk to you about it. It sounds interesting. Um, but I don't know enough about this book. But Gary or Jerry Dugan is a good writer, or Duggan, mm-hmm. or the correct way is to say his name. Because I like that analog book that we were getting. I was a little weary about it, and it actually turned out to be a good read. That I think I think he knows how to do a book. So I'm, I'm excited to get this. He wrote Deadpool for the longest time. Is that book still coming out? Analog. It's on, it's a, on break a break right now, but yeah. 
No, I say okay. Uh, Farmhand, uh, number five. This is uh, Rob Guillory and Rob Guillory, end of the story arc. First arc of the series about agriculture gone apocalyptic concludes as Freetown descends into chaos. Zeke and Jed search the town for Andrea, but she's got more problems of her own as she's faced with the monstrous truth behind Jedediah's seed. Alex, uh, Farmhand, you told me to catch up. I enjoyed it. How's it going so far? I love this book. This is probably one of my, like, along with Bully Wars, probably one of my favorite new books I pick up. Every issue looks amazing. It it reads so nicely, and in all honesty, this I just the story is fun. So I'm I I can't get enough of this. I'm I'm excited for this next issue, but then I'm also sad that we're gonna get onto a a little hiatus. I believe I think the first arc is done. Gotta take a little break. I get that image does it to me all the time. Uh, I'm well, excited. You, this I love this. This series is amazing. It is amazing. But I was saying it to that extent for them taking a break. I mean, he said it out. He's shown on the back cover when it was all the comics for 2018 for Farmhand on the back there. So, well, they so, did the same with Leviathan. It shows you the first five issues and what to expect, and then I believe after that's the hiatus. Yeah, this book is just rich in story and comedy, horror, um, and there's like some serious drama tones to it as well. So it it's got a little bit of everything. But it's just fun. It's just uh, I I get excited to read it every time it comes out. Leviathan three. This is John Layman, Nick Pareta. Uh, Till death do was part part three. Father Baron recalls the unfortunate exorcism at the Doom Preschool years ago that went so terribly, terribly wrong. Where he got the first look at Leviathan. Meanwhile, back in real time, shit's been getting crazy. Alex Leviathan, what do you think? Uh, really good, actually. I think the the first issue was a little bit um, is the big pill to swallow, and then I got into the second issue and to go, okay, this book is ridiculous and it's meaning to be ridiculous. I really enjoyed that last issue. It's been almost over a month since I read it, so I'm a little a little lost on what to expect. Um, but I know that the uh, military killed all sorts of dinosaurs in the last issue. Apparently there was the dinosaur world, our world, and then wherever the Leviathan came from, and they think that they're doing the right thing, but all they've done is not kill him. So I, it's good. I enjoy this book. This is that Godzilla ridiculous monster story. Outer Darkness, number one, also John Lehman and Afu Chan. Sci-fi and horror collide in a new series from the co-creator of Chu. Mankind's, mankind has colonized the galaxy, but during our interstellar travels... We discover a terrifying secret out of the outer darkness of space. Join Captain Joshua Rigg and the crew of Starship uh, Sharon as they encounter demonic possessions, haunting, cosmic horror, and more. Uh, Gary, you said you're going to get this book. How does it look? Uh, it looks really good. Um, you know, I really... F- I, it sucks because I missed out on Chew. Um, and John Lehman is such a great writer that I am excited to be on a book that he's writing. Uh, when I first thought about it, I just remembered it being about space, but I like that there's a space horror twist. Um, it kind of seems like Firefly mixed with maybe Supernatural, so that's that's exciting to me. Uh, the art on the cover looks great, and if that's what's to come on the inside, I think it's going to be a really great series. Hopefully, um, Layman can keep up a good pace. You know, He hasn't been doing comics a lot lately, so hopefully this is a new ongoing that he can be committed to that comes out once a month. What do you mean? Is there any two other books that we just talked about? Well, I guess he does one, but but Leviathan is like very recent, I guess. Uh, 
he was doing another book recently. He was doing, I forgot what it was, but. Uh, seven to attorney number 12. This is recommender Jermaine uh, Openya. In order to save the Mud King, Adam must make a terrible choice. Alex, you're the only person who still reads this ongoing. How's it going so far? Did you read 11? I did read 11. And Again, where, where it's been a while. I, I, admittedly, Rick Remender's not the uh, fastest writer anymore. There's a lot of books that he uh, hasn't been putting out for a while. I know next month, actually, I think Low, uh, this book, I think that the class is coming back soon. So there's a lot of books that he's getting back into. Um, for, as for 70 Return, it's, it's picked up since we came back from our long hiatus. Um, that art is spectacular as long as Opinia is on it. Um, I can understand you guys wanting to drop it. There's not a whole lot going on, and when we do get the book, it's a little hard to follow. But I'm one of those people that I'm afraid to miss out on this story and this art that I will continue to get this book until I've finally met my match and be like, screw this, I'm done. I'm still reading. I'm reading in trades. On, uh, Hooper. I am not. So, I mean, I'll still, I mean, you have to wait for me to catch up. The last one that came out was five through nine, so I'm a little behind, but I'll still catch up with it. I mean, I still enjoyed it. It just wasn't coming out enough, and it was kind of slow what we were getting, so I figured I'd just switch to trades. Which play number nine, this is Caitlin Kittredge, Roberta Ingrana, Good Attentions Part 3, yeah, I mean, uh, Garrett, you've been reading uh, Witchblade for a while here. How's it going so far? Nine issues in, yeah? Um, it's probably one of my favorite series coming out right now. It's one of the image uh, reboots. You know, they did uh, Young Blood, which, where the fuck is that? Been? Where's that been? I know. Like, I was filing comics, and I, like, saw Young Blood number 10, and I was like, what the hell? Like, where is this series? Um, I feel like, unfortunately, it's probably dead. But uh, I am, like, Witchblade story's been really great and it's like really new reader friendly so it's like you don't have to have read the entire 180 plus issues of the original series you could really start on this and be caught up to speed with everything you need to know about the story so uh definitely recommend it art's amazing story's amazing it's one of my favorite books coming out right now all right, oh, that's Image Comics. Uh, something we just wanted to mention because it's out, but none of us have caught up with it yet. Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion number two. Uh, that's coming out. So if you enjoyed, we read the first issue as our first book club. Am I correct? Yep. Uh, and we talked about that. So download that if you are a fan of Umbrella Academy and then jump into this new third series from writer Gerard Hardway. Uh, what? I will make, I'll make the... Uh I'll make the mention. I have volume two. I will read volume two so that I can start volume three and let everybody know how good it is by issue three. Uh, DC Comics. You heard it here first. You heard it there first. Adventures of Super Sons number four of 12. This is Peter J. Tomasi and Dan Moore on the cover, but we have Carlos Boneri and Art Thabert on the internals. Uh, Garrett, how are we doing? Adventures of Super Sons. This is a mini. It takes place in the past, so it's not really affecting cotton, current continuity, but it's uh, before John gets sent away, right? Um, I think it's uh, really good. You know, it it is sad like that this can't be an ongoing again. Like, Damien and John work so well together as a team. Like, I wish we could see that dynamic for a long time as they kind of grow into their adulthood. Um, but uh, that's got to get cut short. But right now, it's so exciting that it's only the first half of this book. Um, 
the art has been strong. The story is really fun. And like, there is a lot of character development, a lot of teamwork. And there's also a very cool twist on who the villains are in this series so far. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Here we go. Green Arrow, number 46. This is the Benson sisters in German uh, Pataria. Alex Malieve on the cover. Uh, Gary, so getting uh, Green Arrow. I know you heard news that the Benson sisters are going to be off it, but you still on it till they're done? Yep, I'm on it till they leave because whoever I know who's replacing them too. And let's just say, just like a book we love called Grayson, the team that took over on that book, that means this one's going to die. Uh, I forgot one here. Batman 58. This is Tom King and Michael Hanin. The Penguin has a secret, and the Dark Knight will pay the price. Still wheeling, reeling from the attacks on his Bat family and reputation, the Cape Crusader Luke looks to track down the mysterious operator lurking behind the scenes in Gotham City. As the hunt rages on, Batman runs afoul of Oster Cobblepot, but the Penguin is on Batman's side for once, and the crime boss sees dangerous things on the horizon. How can he convince the Cape Crusader he's on the level? Alex, what do you think, uh, Hanin and Tom King? I think this is one of my favorite covers in a long time. Like, it brings me back to issue 11 of Batman where Bane's standing behind him. I'm excited for this book, and I think uh, I think Tom King knows how Batman needs to be, and I think he knows how to make a bad guy not have to necessarily be bad. And I think if anybody else knows how crappy life is and how, how you can get lost in your own lo- losing of things is the Penguin. So I, well, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a little twist because, like, obviously, um, you know, with... I mean, I mean uh, Penguin's going to stab him in the back. Right, 100%. Like, I think with, you know, Penguin getting shot by Red Hood, like, I think there's going to be some of that, like, hey... Like, I didn't raise a Robin that would shoot a villain in the face, you know? So I think he's going to feel some of that guilt, like, being like, hey, I know, like, he wasn't, like, he's not really necessarily my Robin anymore, but still, I trained him better than that, and, like, he knows that he wasn't supposed to do that. I think that's going to kind of play on Bruce's heart a little bit to let Penguin kind of be involved on whatever mission is coming up. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Everybody be quiet for a second. We got to have quiet in the house. Green Lantern number one. This is Grant Morrison, Lee and Sharp, superstar writer Grant Morrison of Batman, All Star Superman fame, best book ever. Uh, returned to DC alongside red hot artist Liam Sharp to launch a new ongoing series, The Green Lantern, in this debut issue. When Earth space cop Hal Jordan encounters an alien hiding in plain sight, it sets off a chain of events that rocks the Green Lantern core and quite possibly the multiverse at large to its very core. And there's an intergalactic conspiracy afoot, uh, as well as traitors in the Green Lantern ranks. So strap in for more men-binding adventures in the masterpiece, in this masterpiece in the making, the Green Lantern intergalactic lawmen. What do we think, Alex? Let me get your take. You're not really, out of the three of us, I would say you're Grant Morrison uh, hesitant out of three of us, right? Oh, of course. Uh, I, I mean, I, I all you can hear in Marvin's voice while you talk about this is like, oh my god, this is going to be the best book ever. I'm so excited for it. And I know Garrett loves Grant Morrison. I'm the one that I, I'm i I'm interested in this book. And I, I'm sure he can handle it. I'm a little concerned for the Liam Sharp part of it. He's a good for artist, what? but I just don't know if this is... That Wonder Woman looked great that he did. What one? What, what, oh. 
that he did yeah, with Grant Rucker. Good, but just I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just. I, it's not. He's you're, not you're the artist that I man. think. That's why I'm on the show. As I'm here to make you guys go. Oh, <laughs> I think hmm. after Marvin announced that book, we should have just had a five minute uh, clapping happen that Grant Morrison's returning to DC Comics. Like I probably, if, I probably would if, just booed the whole time. Oh, dude! If anyone has changed so many things in DC history in the last ten years, definitely Grant Morrison. Uh, you you know, mean not from, Bendis? <laughs> what? I said, what, not Bendis? He hasn't no, he changed doesn't. anything in the last three months? Doesn't hasn't changed anything for the better. Um, you say like that with, now. With Grant Morrison's R.I.P. arc, the uh, death of family, Batman and Robin, Batman Incorporated, like so many great storylines. Like, I, I'm so excited for him to take on a new character than he's used to. And especially he said that his concept is like writing this like a TV show where there'll be like seasons and like episodic arcs and things like that. So I'm so pumped for this book. Like, oh, I'm just so glad he has a platform to tell an entire story. And there's no way anyone's going to rush him off that book. So, so excited. Is Grant Morrison a fast writer? Like, can he put out a lot of content? Uh, No. Yeah, I don't know if it's about, I don't think he's that fast, but I think, you know, this is only a monthly title and I'm pretty sure he's got a couple months advantage. But if you remember uh, New 52, he did the first 11 issues of Action Comics and he had like a 50 issue arc plan, but he tried to wrap it all up in that 11th issue and it was horrible. See, so see right there, you just said something that is contrary to what you've already said to me. I didn't say he's a god. Well, I'm just saying you're so excited for this book, but that's my fear is that what happens when we are so excited for this to come out and then to find out, well, I had a hundred issues I was going to tell you guys, but I only wrote 10 issues of it uh, and I rushed right through it. That's my concern as well. How all this excitement that we have for it and we're going to be let down. You're right, Alex. Why be excited for anything in your life? I I thought that was clear. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Justice League number 11. This is Scott Snyder, Francis Manipool, Drown Earth Part 2. Gary, you still keeping up with Justice League? You off it? No, I'm still on it. How's Uh, Drown? The last issue I read was 9, and that was actually my favorite issue of the series. Uh, Right before the Aquaman arc, um, a lot of character development and like kind of the Justice League book I've been hoping for. Um, But yeah, I haven't read anything with this Drowned Earth, and I'm really not that excited because I still think like being hogtied into an event this early on in a series is just kind of frustrating. Like it should be a give us give me at least three arcs before you start moving on to these huge crazy events. So, uh, Nightwing number fifty-two. This is Scott Bodell and Chris Money Mooneyham. Uh, Garrett, how's uh, Nightwing? Ever since he got shot in the face. How's that going? Um, you know, it it's very... It's kind of like after Bruce Wayne went away and Scott Snyder's Batman run and Gordon took over his Batman. It's kind of that same, like, it's not the Dick Grayson we know and love. His, like, his memory's trying to find its way back to him, but he's, like, fighting it because he's like, why do I have to be this person that people think I am? Um, so it's kind of playing off that trope. You know, I still see this long arc of him returning to being Dick Grayson, the, the one that we really know. Um, but it's going to take some time because, you know, he hangs out at this like biker bar where he's like friends with a lot of shady characters and, you know, 
there, the last issue was so cool because Alfred actually goes there and like has a conversation with him and like, he's like, Oh, you're that Alfred Pennyworth guy. And then like Alfred just kind of like looked down and like, you're like, wow, that fucking blows that. Like if anyone, like, yes, Bruce is like Dick Grayson's best friend, but like if anybody has been there for Dick's entire, most of his adult life, it's Alfred as well. So it's you're like, talking about Rick. What? Yeah. Rick Grayson. So ready for that to be a, not a thing anymore. Uh, Garrett, you still get sideways. Yep. Sideways annual number one. This is Dan DiDio, Grant Morrison, and uh, Max Raynor. Um, Sideways unleashes a super secret weapon against uh, Pariahs in an effort to free the oppressed people and escape to his home dimension. He'll get some additional help from the newly discovered seven soldiers, but also, but only if someone makes a heroic ultimate sacrifice. Plus a bonus backup story in which Sideways meets the unseen. Look on the cover there. That's that Grant Morrison Superman you're talking about. And he uh, co-writes this issue. What do you think? Uh, hell yeah. Like this is the week of Grant Morrison's return. Like, uh, coming in strong that, um, in action comics, like probably some of the strongest points is we got, you know, the Superman that was just starting out like in the jeans and the cape and whatnot. Um, that was fun to read. And so I'm excited to see him interact with sideways. Who's also a very new character. And like, clearly, you know, sideways is a character that can jump between dimensions. Um, so it's cool that he can interact with different facets of the DC universe. Uh, nothing in IDW, no turtles this week for Alex. So, um, but Marvel comics, here's Deadpool number six, Scotty Young, Scott Hepburn, uh, Alex, how's Deadpool so far? Uh, I am in one issue behind, but from what I've got, one through four, I love this book. I think Scotty Young has um, actually really grown as a writer, that he's not just a great artist, but he knows how to make a book funny and yet still be able to tell a complete and competent story. I mean, I, I loved him on I Hate Fairyland, or yeah, yeah, I Hate Fairyland, I think. But, and Bully Wars, there's a new book they'll be coming out with soon. And I think Deadpool, I love, love, love Deadpool. But he's so overdone nowadays with everybody liking him that this actually kind of feels like it's getting back into that that realm of what Deadpool used to be, a hired merc with a mouth. And I that's that's my hashtag, my, my Deadpool. Uh, Death of Inhumans 5 of 5. This is the final stand. Donny Cates, uh, Ariel Olivieta, or and Carrie Andrews on the cover there. What the heck's up with that cover? <laughs> the royal family has been broken. Now something new and terrible rises from the ashes. Who is Vox? Where are the Inhumans he's killed? And what lies ahead for the with a uh, excuse me? What lies ahead for a king without a kingdom? Alex, Death of the Inhumans, the finale. What do you think? Jordy Blair on covers on colors. I I still need to read the uh, penultimate issue. I, I just I just got it, and I I look at this cover for issue five, and it makes me sad, even though I already know what this had happened. But this is one of those books that I think Donny Cates has really really done a good job bringing me in on. I, and it's a group of characters I could give two craps about. But he knows how to make a book actually, and. I I could once Marvin gets caught up on this book, so he and I can talk about it together. So when I get a little teary eyed, he's there to console me. So I, I got to wait. Um, Immortal Hulk number eight, Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, Alex Ross on the cover there. Bruce Banner is dead. His corpse has been dissected. His organs cataloged, and his inner workings have been studied by the scientists of Shadow Base. Bruce Banner is no longer a threat. That leaves just the Immortal Hulk. Uh, 
Garrett, what do you think? We got Mortal Hulk. His head is in one piece, the heart in another one. What's going on here? Um, last issue was so, so good. And like the cliffhanger we got is these jars with Hulk separated into them. Uh, so I think we're in for a really like another messed up, but super good story about the Hulk and like more horror aspect of the Hulk uh, mythos. So, I mean, if Hulk is basically immortal, pun intended, like obviously those parts are going to be alive in those jars, but like. I don't know. Is the, are those jars safe enough from Hulk's body reattaching? That's what I don't think is plausible, but that's my Alex brain right there. But uh, super excited to dive into this book. You don't think that his head can uh, shake around and knock some of those off? Exactly. There's a little space in there. I can see it. Marvel Knights 20th Anniversary, uh, one of six. This is Donny Cates, Travel Foreman, Jeff Shaw on the cover there. In celebration of the legendary imprint founded by Marvel's CCO Joe Quesada, a new crop of talent stands poised to tell a groundbreaking story across the Marvel Universe. In the uh, cemetery, the blind man does not know who he is or why he came to this particular grave at this moment. He doesn't know the burly police officer with a wild story who has approached him or the strangely intense man who sits in the rear seat of a patrol car, his eyes flashing green, but all that is about to change because Matt Murdock is beginning to remember in a colorless world without heroes, the spark of light must come from the dark. Alex, what do you think? Marvel Knights, I uh, can try this out. I am going to try it out. Donny Cates uh, hasn't led me wrong quite yet. Uh, for six issue one, I'm willing to give it a try. And I, th- I, I believe you guys are also going to get it, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it'd be something for us to maybe even talk about as a group and be like, hey, you know, this is actually pretty good. Um, I will admit that Donny Cates always only writing such short arcs makes me wonder, just as, you know, out in the distance, can he write more than 10 issues for a book? Does he have more than just that in his tank? This is six issues. I know, but I'm asking, I'm looking towards the future as well. Because he, he can write six issues. What's Venom on? What, seven? Um, yeah. He's almost at ten. Almost. Well, the man's going to be running an entire line after this, so who knows? He might be busy. Yeah, he's going to be doing Gardens of the Galaxy. That'll run for a while. Guaranteed. Right now. I'm guaranteeing it. Guaranteed. <laughs> X-23. This is Mariko Tamiki and... Uh, Jorge Georges Durrani, back to school. Lauren Gabby going to cover as student and teacher and student to uncover deadly secret. Will Gabby be a teacher's pet? Well, Jonathan, uh, Garrett, how's it going? Uh, X-23. It's actually going very strong. Um, I was worried when, you know, it went from all new Wolverine X-23. They still haven't explained why, which is annoying. Um, but, you know, the, what I really enjoy is that, you know, they didn't choose to, like, kill Gabby off or anything like that. Cause I think the relationship with uh, Laura Kinney and Gabby is like so strong that it'd be a shame to miss out on that uh, storytelling. Um, yeah. The art's still the same artist as all new Wolverine's second half. So that makes it very familiar. Um, and the writing, the story has been pretty good and there's been villains from Tom Taylor's run that have showed up in this book so far already. And yeah, it all makes it one connected book basically from way back in 2013. 
There you go. X-Men Red, number 10. Speaking of Tom Taylor, here he is. Pa- Paolo uh, Villanera. Uh, Jenny Frigian on the cover there. What do you think? Uh, Garrett, how's X-Men Red going so far? It's really good. I think like Tom Taylor is such a great and talented writer. You know, I was worried that because this book did share one issue with an event, but it actually is the way we would all love event books where it like, it like mentions the event, but it's not like actually in the event. So that was good because I was worried this book would get taken over by event fatigue and it wouldn't be good anymore, but it's, it stayed pretty strong to what it intended out to be, which is this group led by Jean Grey trying to clear the mutant name basically. And it's been a great, it's great cast of characters. And like, I consider this just the main X-Men book because all the other ones have no interest whatsoever. Uh, it's X-Men Red going on to uh, Dynamite. Uh, we usually don't get stuff from Dynamite, but here we go. Uh, James Bond, double seven, number one. This is Greg Pak, Mark Laming, Dave Johnson on the cover. The Odd Job Epic begins in a new ongoing James Bond comic series by superstar Greg Pak and Mark Laming. Agent 007 tracks a smuggler into Singapore to secure a dangerous case, contents unknown, but a Korean mystery man wants the case as well for very different reasons. And if Bond and this new rival don't kill each other, the ruthless terrorist network known as Uru uh, will be more than happy to finish the job. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? James Bond double seven is something I uh, convinced you to get. Art looks pretty good in here. Greg Pak, your favorite from Matt Cadet. Do you? Yeah. Um, the reason I was nervous about getting this book is because like I, for there was a time I was getting every single James Bond comic from the first one that came out. Uh, um, and then I started dropping them because like they didn't have a plan for the series. It was kind of like, well, we'll do this mission. We'll do this mission. And it's like, that's fine. But it was kind of like, it didn't have to be James Bond in that mission. It could have been anybody. Now I'm hoping this returns back to form where, you know, it's about the James Bond mythos. It's about, um, him interacting with like counterterrorism, Penny, Q, M, all those. So, I'm very excited to read James Bond. I am too. The art looks great. Uh, panel work looks great. So I'm excited to see. It says it's new ongoing. If it is a new ongoing, um, missing a spy book right now. I mean, kind of need something to scratch the ditch after the dead hand was done. And um, nothing really coming out right now that's like that. So this, hopefully that it embraces that side of it and less the action kind of side of it. But Alex, what this week, what are you going to be embracing? Oof. It's a tough question. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to say, let me look. I got to look and make sure before I lie to everybody. Uh, nothing. Nothing looks good. Uh, Bully Wars number three. I think that's my biggest pick for the week for me. Uh, I've loved Scotty Young. I think he's really coming into his own. Um, and I, I always get the, the variant covers that he does. They always make me laugh. So this is my pick. Bully Wars number three. Bully Wars number three. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? You know, you might have to share this one with me, Marvin, but Green Lancer number one by Graham Morrison with art by Liam Sharp. Um, what a powerhouse writer and artist coming onto one book. And I think, you know, if you've read Graham Morrison's uh, book about the super gods, basically, um, he had so much insight on Green Lantern having never written any comics about him. I mean, he did write some justice league about green lantern, but super excited for him to tell this story. Um, it'll change comics the way we know it. 
and super i just can't be more ecstatic about a comic coming out i have no comic books coming out you gotta steal one from under me that you know i would have got uh hey it's you said to pick my favorite i'm not picking the lesser of my favorites um batman number 58 king hunting belair that's a good team right there we got penguin we got batman what's not to love there we go uh i love danny devito also so that's gonna bring back memories for me so there we go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, looking forward to it. It's been strong recently, Batman. So who's not to say from 51 to 58, if we can keep going strong, it's the book to be reading. Alex, how's that weather going to be doing? Um, what was the temp today? What did we get up to? It's like 40? Uh, it was, yeah, it's about 40. It's been dreary and rainy. Uh, I got a spoiler for you. It's going to just get colder as the week progresses. We're really settling into that chilly half of fall. Uh, but just think we're almost two weeks away from Thanksgiving, so you guys can start packing on the pounds. I've already started doing it myself. Pumpkin pies did on you, the way. Did you start donuts. that in January, looks like? Turkey, what? <laughs> Keep going. To be fair, uh, you cut out, so I don't know what you said, but it's not Yeah, I didn't mean. hear it either. <laughs> uh, the, the, the crowd heard it there and recorded, so keep going. I don't even, no, I don't want to keep going. You said you, mean. you said you started early packing on the pounds. I said, yeah, it looks like you started about in January. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm going to punch you when I see you on Thursday <laughs> through this phone. Uh, it's getting a little chilly. See, it's going to possibly snow on Friday. But you have to say, Alex, about being chilly. It's chilly today. It's hot, hot tamale. tamale. <laughs> yeah, so... What is the uh, the change to the cold due to the roads? How's it going to look tomorrow? Um, you know, like always, all the people from Iowa will be out on the road. So it's going to be really slow driving to uh, whatever comic shop or wherever you're trying to get. So um, because people think just because there's snow falling in the sky that they have to drive 20 miles uh, under the speed limit. So I uh, expect to get to your shop early. Or at least beat the traffic because it will take you longer. But uh, comic book wise, great quality week. They got a lot of Grant Morrison picks. You got a lot of good story picks from Bold, Batman. Um, so you definitely want to get your shop, get your pull list, and then start reading those comics because it's going to be a really crappy day outside. So it's one of those best days to like snuggle up, maybe get close to the fire and read some comics. Just don't put comics in the fire. If you know oh, I was going to say, don't read the books too close to the fire. That's some paper. Catch maybe find, fire. find a nice furnace that's like 10 feet away from where you're sitting and reading comics. There we go. It's another good week. We got Grant Morrison returning. We got Danny Cates starting a new line. with uh, Starting with that mini, we got him ending uh, possibly a uh, whole character um, section of the Marvel Universe of the Death and Humans. We got James Bond coming back into the comic world with Greg Pak. <laughs> a lot of things happening in the comic book world and uh, it is November. Settle in when it's bad weather outside. You bring the comics in. You settle in. Like Garrett said, you, you start a bonfire in your house and make sure you add gasoline so that things roaring all night. And make sure that you're reading your comics next to the fire so that you stay warm and toasty and keep keep on reading my name is martin i'm alex i'm garrett hey hey everyone stay warm and keep reading those books